mountains are still being moved. Hello, and welcome to Raising the Standard with Pastor Owen Moody of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. You're invited to join us each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for an anointed full-length message from Pastor Moody. After the message, we'll be back to let you know how you can contact us. On this podcast, Pastor Moody brings us a message entitled, The Kingdom. His scripture text will be taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, and chapter 4, verse 17. Here now... Pastor Moody. I want to pray for you. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to stand here to represent you and the kingdom, to represent our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, God, that you'll just reach out and touch hearts tonight and let us be anointed as we've been appointed. God, to speak the word of the Lord to those who need you. God, those who are lost in a world that seems to have lost its direction, a world that seems, God, to be blundering in darkness. We're a light shining into that darkness, and we want to help people, God, find their way to Jesus. Use us tonight. We'll give you praise in his name. Amen. Amen. Um, I want to just talk to you a little bit tonight on a subject that I'm just going to entitle the kingdom. The kingdom. The terminology of the kingdom, do you know in the New Testament that it records 137 references to the kingdom. And over 100 of these are during Jesus' ministry and his entire teaching and approach as the Messiah. You've heard that terminology before, the Messiah, which literally means the Savior King. And uh, the, the, that teaching in the New Testament centers on that theme. And I want to just deal tonight with that. I'd like to go to, to Matthew chapter 3. And the Bible said in verse number 1, in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Listen to what he was saying. And saying, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That, that phrase means it's within reach. It's, it's coming quickly. He's preaching to national Israel, and he's saying, your Messiah is coming pretty soon. Then in Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 17, the Bible says that Jesus then, began to preach after he was baptized. The Holy Spirit came upon him. In that wilderness, the devil tried him and tested him, Jesus defeated him. The Bible said he came back in the power of the Spirit. And uh, from that time, it said Jesus began to preach and to say, here it is again, repent for the kingdom is at hand. I want to deal with the subject tonight of the kingdom. Father, just let your word just be real tonight to somebody's life. In Jesus' name, amen. So, you know, to what does the terminology, the kingdom, refer? I believe that it refers to God's sovereign rule in the universe. I want you to know that God is God. In Genesis 1 and 1, it said, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God revealed himself. He came, the Bible said, with that first man, Adam, walked with him in the cool of the day. Everything that, that man could see, God owned it. He owns everything you can see. He owns everything that the Hubble telescope can see in the far reaches of outer space and beyond. And, but God put man in the garden and gave him dominion over the earth and said, I want you to subdue it. 
I want you to replenish it. I want you to populate it, in other words, and establish my kingdom here because man was created in the image of God. I want to say this to you that are watching me. God never intended for us to be the paupers that we've become as humanity. God never intended for us to be the poor representatives of the kingdom of God that we've become. He never intended for any of us to be alcoholics, any of us to be drug addicts, any of us to be sinners, fallen from the grace of God, living outside the kingdom, aliens. Paul wrote, uh, amen, I believe it was to the Ephesians, and said that you were aliens from the citizenship of, of Israel and God, talking about to the Gentiles. And he said you were afar off, but now you've been made nigh, and you've become a part of the kingdom. God's plan has always been for us to be just that. Man fell by transgression. And man lost dominion. Satan then was given dominion over this creation. That's why all the problems we see in the world today, all of the unrest, all of the civil unrest, the upheaval, all of the division, the anger, the hatred, the wars, man's inhumanity to man, not just in the modern media, but for throughout the course of the world. Can I tell you, there's always been Herods and Hamans and Hitlers. There's always been <clears throat> those who wanted to dominate and devastate other parts of humanity. Mao Zedong once said when he took over in China, he said, if I can kill half my people, I can feed the other half. And then he tried to drive out all the missionaries and, and put up what they call the bamboo curtain and stop the preaching of the gospel. Amen. Then the Soviet Union was formed and they put up what was called the Iron Curtain and they began to develop a socialist state that oppressed humanity and communism began to be the brutal force that, that persecuted and martyred their own people. Christianity, they tried to snuff it out. And people wonder, why does this happen? Because men are rebels at heart because of sin. But God's plan has always been for us to be a part of his kingdom. Amen. I want you to understand the Bible said that Isaiah the prophet prophesied that one day that there would be a king that would come that would set up this kingdom again and return it to what God wanted it to be. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Watch this. And the government shall be upon his shoulder or shall be his responsibility. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the, the Prince of Peace. Amen. And then it said, of the increase of his government, his reign, in other words, his kingdom, and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. God wanted you to understand that it's his plan, amen, for there to be this kingdom on earth of which Christ is Lord. And he came, amen, uh, as Isaiah said he would come. And he was born of a virgin and lived without sin. And Jesus demonstrated the kingdom of God. Amen. He, he said, the words that I speak are not mine, they're the Father's. He said, the works that I do, they're the works of the kingdom. Amen. Herod asked him and said, are you a king? Jesus said, you said it. And Jesus said, my kingdom's not of this world, not yet, or my servants would rise up and fight. But he was coming to lay down his life. Are you hearing me? And later that kingdom would be set up. 
I, I think the heart of every believer ought to be to pray for the kingdom of God to be established in this earth. Can I tell you, your vote is important in the political scene, but the best thing that any Christian can do is pray for God's will to be done on this planet. Jesus said, in fact, in Matthew chapter 6 of the Sermon on the Mount, amen, when he was talking about prayer, he said, when you pray, don't use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they'll be heard because of their much speaking or because they talk a lot. But he said, be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knows what things you have need of before you ask him. So Jesus said, after this manner, therefore, you should pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. God, we worship you. You're hallowed. Then notice the next part. He said, this is what you ought to pray. Thy kingdom come. Oh, right there in your home, would you say that with me? Thy kingdom come, O God. Thy will be done in earth, even as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And then he said, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Can I tell you, remind you that John, the Bible said, came preaching and saying, repent. He was saying to the nation of Israel, amen, that the kingdom is coming, the Messiah is coming, the kingdom is within reach, but Israel as a nation has sinned. Our fathers have forgotten his law. They've sinned years and years without, without remorse and without repentance. He, he was saying they violated his commandments. They've defiled his land. Every part of the covenant that God gave them, they'd broken it. And John came saying, repent. I, I want you to repent. I, I read a little thing and, and copied it about repentance. And it said repentance, amen, when it said uh, that John came preaching it, and then Jesus came and started preaching it. John preaching it to the nation. Jesus preaching it to the individual. Amen. In Matthew 4 and 17, from that time Jesus began to pray and uh, to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom is at hand. And repentance is the message of the kingdom. It's the first call. The first call of the kingdom is to repentance. Amen. The implications of biblical repentance are threefold. First of all, a renunciation and a reversal. We have to renounce sin and turn away from sin. Amen. Somebody told me that repentance was just being sorry for your sins. That's not right. The Bible said godly sorrow works repentance. Amen. But repentance is renunciation. God, I renounce my sin. I, do, I, I separate myself from it. And I, then I also, uh, amen, I, I turn away from it. Amen. I reverse from the way I've been living. Secondly, repentance is submission and teachability. God, I'm willing to let your will be done in my life. I'm willing to surrender my heart to you. Amen. And then thirdly, it's continual shaping or molding. It's allowing God to continue to work with uh, this in me. Listen, there is no birth into the kingdom without hearing the call to salvation, renouncing one's sin, and turning from sin toward Christ as the Savior. Amen. I was thinking about what Peter said in Acts 3.19. He said, repent and be converted. Be converted. That times of refreshing can come from the presence of the Lord. 
presence of God. Can I tell you, there is no growth in the kingdom without obedience to Jesus' commandments. A childlike responsiveness as a disciple of Jesus, yielding to the teaching of God's word. And there's no fruit in this life, folks. Listen, as a citizen of the kingdom, without a willingness to accept the Holy Spirit's guidance, his correction, his leading, and allow him to bring us to the place, amen, where we can be subject in God's kingdom. Hallelujah. So when we hear the words of John the Baptist, we hear the words of Jesus, and the Lord teaches us how to pray, I want to tell you that Isaiah went on and said that the kingdom will come. In Isaiah chapter 11 and verse number 1, he said, There will come a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch will grow out of his roots. And Jesus, of course, was known as the son of David. Jesse was David's father. And the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, and the Spirit of counsel, and the Spirit of might, and the Spirit of knowledge, and of fear of the Lord. Amen. And uh, hallelujah, he shall make him a quick of, of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. Amen. He won't be uh, influenced by what goes on around him is what that means. But with righteousness, he'll judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. Can I, can I say what that means right there before I go on? When it says he'll judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. He's saying, those of you who said, I've not had a fair share. I've not had a fair shake. I feel like I've been wrong. I've been oppressed and held down. I'm telling you when Jesus comes and sits on that throne, thank God, just like it is at the cross of Calvary, the ground is level there for everyone. There's access into the kingdom of God for all of those who would come. Hallelujah. And uh, it says, with the breath of his lips... He'll slay the wicked. He'll put a stop to the oppression of the devil. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins and faithfulness, amen, the girdle of his reins. That's, that's right. that, that'll be what he guides with. Then during that time, he said, the wolf will dwell with the lamb when Jesus comes. The leopard will lie down with the kid, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. I want you to think about that. And the cow and the bear will feed together. The young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like an ox. I'm talking about when Christ comes and sets up his kingdom on that on this earth, amen, for the thousand-year millennial reign. The suckling child shall play on the hole of an asp or a poisonous snake. A weaned child shall put his hand in a cockatrice den or a poisonous spider web. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I'm telling you what kind of kingdom God is going to establish. And that day there shall, here it is again, there shall be a root of Jesse which shall stand up for an ensign or a flag, a marker of the people, and it shall be the Gentiles, and to it the Gentiles shall seek, and his rest, the peace that God gives, he goes on to say, will be glorious. Amen. I want to tell you today, folks, that God has a kingdom that's been established on this earth, and Jesus Christ is the king of glory. And for those of you whose life seems to have been taken over 
by the enemy. Those of you who seem that oppression has come and you've been cut off, amen, from hope and from strength and from life and from peace. When I was reading this and, and God began to touch my heart with it, I thought what a wonderful God who would send his son, God who's king of the universe, who would send his only begotten son, heir to the throne to rule this world, set up a kingdom here. He came to his own and his own received him not. But the Bible said in John 1, as many as received him, he gave them power, watch this, to become the sons of God. Can I tell you today, all this world will give you as a heartbreak. All this world will give you as disappointment. It doesn't matter if you become, you know, the wealthiest of all. There will come a day, the Bible said in Ecclesiastes, when the lights will grow dim, your eyes will begin to fail. The grinders will cease. In other words, your teeth will come out. There will come a time when, when somebody will have to lead you, amen, and put you in and out of the bed and do other things for you that you've done all your life. And you might say, what's that mean, preacher? Paul the apostle said, if all we have is hope in this life only, we're of all men most miserable. But I want to tell you, thank God we have a blessed hope that soon and very soon our Lord, the King, Jesus Christ, is going to come out of the clouds of heaven. Amen. And the trumpet's going to sound. And the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And then those of us, amen, which are alive and remain, are going to be caught up together with them in the clouds to be with the Lord. Amen. Jesus said, I want to tell you this. He said, amen, there's coming a day, amen, when the prince of darkness is going to be unleashed in this earth. Demon forces are going to be, amen, they're being restrained now, are going to have full control and access. But that's going to be after God calls his church out and we've gone back to heaven for the marriage supper of the Lamb. It seems like the Lord lately has just been dealing with me and dealing with me to try to preach to preachers and to try to preach to our churches and try to preach everywhere that I can and tell you that the kingdom of God is soon to be reinstituted and set up on this planet. You hear this preacher. You want to know about end time things? The next end time thing that's going to happen is going to be the catching away of the church. The trumpet's going to sound. We're leaving. And then the Antichrist will be revealed and set up on this earth for seven years. It's going to be three and a half years of tribulation and then three and a half years of great tribulation. If I read my Bible right, as much of two, as two-thirds of the earth's population will die. You hearing me? The earth will be burnt. It'll be judged. Satan will wreak havoc. And then the the thunders and the vials of God's wrath will be poured out. Friend, Luke chapter 21, verse 36, Jesus, the king said, pray that you'll be counted worthy to escape all of these things and stand before the Son of Man. My heart today is to let somebody know, amen, that there is a king. He's on the throne, thank God. And he's not worrying about what's happening in this world. He's never once concerned himself with it that with it, it's going to go too far because in a moment's time when it's ready, he'll look over to Jesus and the trumpet will sound and the shout will be made and we'll be leaving here. The question is, 
Which kingdom are you a part of today? Are you a part of the kingdom of this glorious God? Or are you a part of the kingdom of darkness? If you're a sinner, Satan is your master. If you're not saved, you hear me. That old dragon, that serpent, that devil, the one that has caused all the death, all the pain, all the disease, all the plagues, all the wars, every evil thing that's ever happened to mankind, Satan is the one that caused it. He is your king. But if you're not saved, you might say, preacher, that's not fair to say, I'm going to tell you something. The only way you can enter God's kingdom is to come to the door and his name is Jesus and accept him as your savior and repent of your sin and become a part of God's kingdom. John preached it and Jesus preached it. He said the access is by way of repentance and remember, Repentance simply means renunciation of your sin and reversal of the way you're living and turning toward God with all of your heart and asking for mercy. Oh, hallelujah. I want to tell you, I remember, I remember the day I was going through my house today and that old song came to my mind. I remember the day that the Lord saved me. All of heaven came down. I was happy and free. And can I tell you now, amen, for over 43 years, I've been living a dream. Thank God. It's a beautiful, wonderful dream. You might say, if you had trouble, I've had trouble. But in the world, you have trouble. And Jesus said, be not afraid, I've overcome the world. I, I want to tell you, I've been cast down, but I've never been forsaken, is what the apostle, the apostle Paul said. I've had trouble, but I've never been defeated totally. God is with me, and one day he'll take me to heaven because I'm a child of the king. I'm a part of the kingdom of light. I'm a part of the kingdom of God. There's only one of two kingdoms that you're a part of. Either God's kingdom, the kingdom of light, or Satan's kingdom. It's the kingdom of darkness. It's what causes men to be addicted. It's what causes men and women to be alcoholics. It's what has brought about murder and death and addictions and all the ungodliness that's in the world today. I want to tell you the Bible said the wages of sin is death and all of sin and come short of the glory of God. But the gift of God is eternal life. If you'd accept him today, he'll forgive you and bring you into his kingdom. Hallelujah. Oh, we need to pray that. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done. Amen. Well, my time's gone. I could preach on, but I just, I felt like telling somebody today, there's a king, amen, and he has a kingdom and he's inviting you to come to his supper. He's inviting you to his table. He's inviting you. You know, when David became the great king of Israel, and, and he said, is there anybody left of Saul or Jonathan's family? They'd been killed, and I might bless them, because he loved Jonathan, and he loved King Saul. And they said he's got one son, lives down there in a place called Lodibar, and uh, Jonathan did. And Lodibar uh, simply means a, a place of no bread. And his name was Mephibosheth, and he was a cripple because he had been crippled as a child. And David took, sent the royal chariots and sent the royal guard down to Lodabar and found Mephibosheth and brought him back to Jerusalem and sat him at the king's table. You know what he did? He gave him back the holdings of his father, the land, the farms, and all that he'd owned and, and appointed men to work the land and the farms. And everything belonged to Mephibosheth. But he said, Mephibosheth, 
death, you sat at the king's table, which meant more than just eating at the table. He gave him responsibilities and let him be important in the kingdom. I want to tell you that's what God's calling you to. Come out of Lodabar, the place of no bread, the place of no spiritual satisfaction, and come to the kingdom of God. We love you. Will you pray with me? Father, I pray right now if there's anybody watching tonight or whenever they see this God that's not saved, they're out there in that kingdom of darkness. They're out there in bondage. And Lord, we heard you say, repent for the kingdom's at hand. That's a phrase that means it's within your grasp. You can become a part of it now. And God, if they'll pray right now and say, Lord Jesus, that's you watching, just say that. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me. Come into my life. Wash me clean. I renounce my sin. I'm turning away from it. I'm reversing from what I've been. I'm going to walk after God. Just tell him, say, Jesus, you died for me, and I choose to live for you. Save me, Lord. If you prayed that, he did. Will you call me at 859-623-8922? Let me say that again, 859-623-8922. Or you can message us at Richmond House of Prayer on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. You can go to our website which is the www.rhopky. That's rhopky.com. We want to hear from you, friend. God loves you. Don't live out there in the darkness any longer. Come on into the kingdom. Life is good over here. We love you. Amen. Go with God. And we pray the Lord will bless you as our prayer tonight. And said hope you enjoyed today's message and will tune in again next time. Raising the Standard is the media ministry of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. For more information on the various outreaches and ministries of the Richmond House of Prayer, please visit our website at www.rhop.life. Thanks for listening.